Hello and welcome to Sex and Violence, your weekly punk rock movie podcast where we watch movies with boobs, blood, guns, girls. Excessive eye makeup. Excessive eye makeup, girls who want to be Bowie, mm-hmm. and uh, guys who wear excessive makeup too, and are pushing I'm, 50. I'm one. Pushing 50. Oh, that's yeah, not me. Yeah, that's not you. Oh man, give me, yeah, a, few, give me, yeah. give me a few years. So, I am one of your hosts, Ryan Snyder. I'm Hi, here Ryan. as always with my co-host. I'm Gabriel Elizabeth Mara. How is everyone? Hi, Gabriel. Hey. How's it going, man? Oh, it's good. Uh, yeah. When you, when you, when, like, so when, before we record, we clap, to make a little clapboard. Yep. And in my peripheral vision, Pazuzu the movie cat was like, briefly like, huh, what? Yeah, she doesn't get scared much, but like, occasionally she'll, uh, she'll get a little iffy about things. She's a pretty top-notch cat. Yeah. The only time she makes really big noises is like if you step on her. You stepped on her once. <laughs> I stepped on her last night. Mm. Cats are always in the way. Yeah. Kind of a, kind of a, just, just part of part of the territory. Yeah. Tails, don't let it hang on the floor, dude. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to step on you, but I, it was an accident, so yeah. don't be an asshole to so me. Something if dogs, you know, they'll just be running around all over your feet and actually kick one in the stomach and then yeah. like... You, you just, you just, there's no way to apologize to them enough. Yeah, you can't apologize to an animal they don't understand it. Yeah. Especially the awful noises they make when they mm-hmm. get hurt. Like, it, her thing was like halfway between a hiss and like a yelp. So it was like, uh-huh. Ooh. Yeah, it was kind of like a weird, That's like actual Zuzu sound. It was pretty cool. cool. I, I think, I think animals read the whole from the hello animal to the, oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, like, oh, I, I don't know if yeah, I should touch you because you're going to think I'm going to hurt you again. But, yeah. Continue oh. cleaning yourself. It's okay. Yeah. Cats yes, are fun. Cats are fun. We are not a cat <laughs> podcast. No, this is not slow readers where we talk about cats and dogs for extended amounts of time. Yeah, Hi, Danny. This is Top Gallant Radio Production. Fuck you, Danny. Fuck you, Danny. Good dude. Good dude. Yeah, he's a, he's a sweet boy. Uh, so, let's talk about a movie. Mm. As we well, discuss... How are you, Ryan? What's well, new with your life? Uh, you know... Let's, I... let, let's, let's take a little idle stroll first. Through our lives? Yes, okay. indeed. Uh, I people like, want to know. I feel like I haven't slept in like a month. Mm. Why is that? I, I keep having shit to do like earlier and earlier. And then last week I had a friend's wedding. Uh, happy marriage to the Shipmans. Oh. Yeah. Great people. Great wedding. Um, but happy it was, marriage to the Shipmans. Yeah. They're great. He's, that sounds like the first album for our band, Professor... Professor <laughs> Professor Smooches. Yes. I like that. Okay. okay. We'll start this band. A weird noise rock kind of band. Yeah. I like it. Uh, it was like the first time like all my friends have been together in a room in like five years, so everything got really wild, and that was just like a sampling of one of the weeks that I haven't slept, and that was last week, and then mm. I had to immediately go to work. Yes. And that was a really bad night. Yes. And I didn't talk to you at all. No, I didn't talk to anybody. Yeah, no, that was a... So, listeners, you know that um, Ryan and I bartend at the bookstore Speakeasy, that's our jobs, and uh, Neil Heimsoff, former guest, was having a rough night, and Ryan was having a hungover night. So the burden of a Saturday night shift was on me yeah, to you did, be you did great. to be all smiles and warmth. Yep, it was a long one, especially because I was out of drugs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, I had I really had to force that and one. And then the whole oh we're gonna stay open for daylight savings time. Yeah, then I flipped shit for everyone, a minute. Everyone flipped shit. Yeah, we were very unhappy. It was bad. But luckily, we kind of we, we nipped that before it got too late. Yeah, that was gonna be a real big mutiny. Yeah, we would have been very very unhappy. Yeah. Um. Other than that, I bought a food truck. Yeah. Yeah. You want to you want to put that on on the internet? Yeah, I'm gonna put it on the internet. I'm cool. Gonna, well, that's amazing. Fun. I'm very very I'm very happy for you. That's yeah, you're news. you're actually the one who like inspired me to kind of like pull Aww. the trigger finally. Uh, Gabriel is going to be leaving us. We're mm-hmm. allowed to put that out in the world. Well, I mean, like, yeah, I'll, you, I'll be on a show. We're so yeah. much gonna call in. It's yeah, it's gonna, gonna be, be you know coast yeah. to coast kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So you were following your dream, so I was like, you know, I've always wanted to do this. It's been a dream of mine since I was like, you know, for the last at least five years. Since you saw Chef? No, before that even. Oh, okay. I swear to God. See, everyone always <laughs> says that. And I was like, oh, because of Chef. I'm like, no, no. It's like, I was into it before that. Just the fact they made a movie about it is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I did that. And um, we'll be selling some foods. We're still kind of like tinkering around with the truck, getting it ready and figuring out what exactly we're going to sell. But my, uh, my business partner... Dear friend of mine, Aaron. You know Aaron. Yes. Uh, we have to get him on this show at some point. Yeah, yeah. He'd be, he'd be great for this. Um, I was so, about a food party violent film. Yeah. There's got to be something fun. Mm-hmm. Maybe like a episode of Hannibal. Oh, word. Yeah. Well, are we going to have... I thought we were going to start our Hannibal podcast. What was it called? Only Cooks in the Kitchen? Only Kicks in the Kitchen? <laughs> something like that. Yeah, something like that. I forget what we're... Yeah, <laughs> we're going to do all about. of our YouTube hangout video. That'd be so fun. Oh, listeners, that whirring sound is my penis. Yes. it's. I can see it spinning. I'm currently helicoptering. Just when you said, you know, maybe we should move things to the living room and then we move in there yeah. my neighbor's doing construction. Mm-hmm. We need to put blankets on the walls. Yeah, or I just need to move. Or that, that'd be good too. I always want to move to a place in the middle of the woods, silence. Mm. Fantastic. Oh, did I tell you about my my very, very brief adventure into the deep woods randomly the other night? No. So listeners, I work for Auto Radio where I do um, production of nonfiction book segments. And so... I really need to find an expert in meditation and Buddhism so I can go interview them for this book about uh, Buddhism meditation. So we live kind of in, not backwoods, but in slightly more rural Pennsylvania. There's a town called Fogelsville, mm-hmm. and it's kind of a little bit more woodsy. And I was going to, I looked at this place, it was called something like, oh, the the meditation and wellness center, you know, it's some, some like, like wellness thing. And I'm like, well, okay, it's like 3 p.m., it's autumn, I'm sure I'll get there, it'll be nice and dark. The pictures on the website look like a nice little house, maybe like mm-hmm. amongst little houses, nice little row kind of thing, really pleasant. Dark, like darkness falls. And I'm getting deeper and deeper into the woods. Ooh. I go off the highway into like, like you know, Fogelsville's a nice kind of, like, slightly more urban thing. It's and then all it gets, industrial parks. Yeah, and, and then apartments. it gradually gets more and more rural until I was driving down what felt like single lane roads if no street lights and the only things you could see were on one side of the road would be cornfields this ominous cornfields on the left side there'd be that kind of weird thing where it would be a big hill or a series of big hills mm-hmm. and there would be an enormous mansion but not like walled off or anything it was just like a long driveway up to a mansion and something like 600 yards between each house yeah and it looked like the settings for different murder movies and finally i turned up the road series telling me which way to go and i get to like dead of the woods dirt road and it's like turn right here i get british series yeah same and i go up the way and it just says you have arrived i'm like what do you mean i've arrived on my left is a mailbox and woods dark woods gravel road pitch black no lights and on my right is another winding driveway up to That's a murder how a movie starts yes and i'm like i don't know which one it is maybe it's further down the road i pull further down and i think i see it and it's this horrifying looking fucking murder mansion it's like a modern one it's well lit but you just know that it's it'd be like fucking a girl with the dragon tattoo. Mm-hmm. That it, no one of a knife's gonna come. Well, no one of a chainsaw's gonna come at me. I drive up to this way. There'd be no one there. There's supposed to be a meeting happening, and I'd I'd go inside and there'd just be like an old woman of too bright a smile, and she just wouldn't let me leave. She'd just stand in the door, 
And like realistically, what are you gonna do? Am I gonna punch an old woman in the face? Yes. Probably. So I didn't do that. I turned tail and I ran. Good man. I Smart. Got, yeah, I got Chinese food and I watched TV. Uh, that's the best option you could yeah. do. Absolutely, hundred percent. Were you looking? Were you going there for like spiritual enlightenment? Well, I had to interview someone on Buddhism. Oh. But it was a like, wellness center in the middle of the fucking woods in this deep, dark, little scary house. Pass. Dane DeHaan style? Yes, exactly. They'd fucking cook my brain. Yeah, and then don't. I'd be in, like, Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man 2. Yeah, you don't want none of that. No, I don't uh, want any Amazing Spider-Man 2. Uh, anyway, we did a movie! Yeah, we did a movie. Are we? Do- yeah, we're done. Uh, so, yeah, good week for you, good week for me. Yeah, happy days. Yeah, happy days. Cheers. Um, mm-hmm. We did a movie. Keen listeners will know uh-huh. that we picked this movie last week. Yes. We wanted to do it a couple what? of weeks ago. Yes. It, it actually came up on uh, the picks before. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was not... Selected then, but it was selected last week. Gabriel, what did we watch? We watched 1982's Ladies and Gentlemen, The Fabulous Stains. You're fired. I need the money. Corinne Burns, what are you going to do? My name is not Corinne Burns. Oh, what is it? It's third degree burn. I'm the lead singer and manager for the Stains. And yeah. uh, uh, you want to give us a breakdown, and then we'll uh, we'll get into this. Yeah. Uh, okay. Hold on. I'm I'm loading up on Wikipedia there's, right there's now. There's a lot of really great today, great actors and actresses. Yeah, it in this. stars on the young Diane Lane. It stars young Ray Winstone, Laura Dern, and. Uh, some members of the Sex Pistols, some actual members of the Sex yeah. Pistols were in it. And it was directed by Lou Adler, who also, I think he did what? He did uh, Up in Smoke. Okay. So he did the Cheech and Chong film that was very popular. Yeah. So that's the thing. But, um... Uh, mm. uh, Ryan, so, we, I think we played part of the trailer. Yeah. Right. The what, trailer, What yeah. made us want to see this movie? I, you know what? I was thinking about this last night after I watched... 80% of it and mm-hmm. then decided to turn it off because I was like you know what I know I, I, I've sat through it this long yeah. Ryan gave get... up orgasmically afterwards he's like oh I can't watch anymore I have to enjoy this forever yeah I was just that's you know, definitely if, what happened if 80% of the movie is shitty like there's a really small percent chance that like the last like 20% is going to change my opinion on it everything is not. I oh. saw before um, I'll ask you later on I, I read the what, when, plot okay. synopsis so I have a vague I'll ask you like where you stopped afterwards but go okay. on um, so, yeah, the trailer, like, in my, in my mind I was thinking about it, and the trailer kind of sold it to me that it was going to be this, like, Sid and Nancy meets Streets of Fire meets SLC punk kind of thing. Yeah. And I was like, I love all three of those ingredients. Mm-hmm. When you put them together, you can't possibly get, like, a shit sandwich, and this is kind of a shit sandwich. It's a bit of a shit sandwich. Yeah. Um, Ryan, do you want to do the plot or shall I? I'm going to let you do that. Okay. You watch more of it. Alright, so, uh, a young lady gets interviewed for a news segment about uh, disenfranchised youth. Um, it is young Corinne Burns, played by Diane Lane, who's oh, like oh, 17 you. years old. This is the third movie that I have gotten burned on, I think. Mm-hmm. And in a row? Name, yeah, in a row. Like, three movies that I really didn't like as like that much. Mm-hmm. And her name's Third Degree Burns. So hey! She sets it up perfectly for that me. That works great. I was like, that's how, it was in the first ten minutes, <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to like this movie. Oh, that, it was that quick? Oh, I, I, I did my mind. I was like, 
that's you know the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ trying to tell me something through the TV. I see. You're like, uh oh, this this bodes badly. Yes. So this young lady gets interviewed, and she just kind of like talks about how oh everything's bullshit. She tells some punk rock answers while applying eye makeup, and she insists on this news report that she is starting a rock and roll band called The Stains with her sister and Laura Dern. Ugh. So she tries to she puts together her terrible little band, and they can't perform. They kind of like sneak their way onto a British punk band modeled mm-hmm. after the Sex Pistols kind of thing, led by young Ray Winstone of the Proposition, an amazing actor. Uh, they joined this tour with this um, intense punk band, and shit kind of happens. Yeah. Loose road stuff. Uh, Fighting between the the, the two metal bands, corpses. The three bands. Yeah, there's like there's like a, a Kiss kind of band who like is like over the hill, yeah. kind of like fuddy duddies that kind of thing. And then the, there's like the Fuddy Duddy band, and the young punk band, and then the know nothing talentless girls. Mm-hmm. And you know, they start to gain a following because Corinne, uh, Diane Lane, has a super dramatic look of like like showing her boobs through her blouse and having her ridiculous hairstyle and ridiculous eye makeup. And they were taking like, it as like sexy a feminist outfits. power movement. Yeah, like, like the sexy Bowie-ish feminist power movement as she gains like support from the young ladies. And a, Which a is reporter. ridiculous because like she is she has like no substance. Whatsoever. No, and she's not like, even like there's no there's no charisma to her performance either. There's no charisma. There's no substance. So like everyone taking out as a I guess you can read people standing for something and you're putting your own mm-hmm. you know your own wish list into what they are and she yeah. is totally not that at all. She does not stand for like a female empowerment movement. She they just, don't put out. They just want to get famous. Like yeah. There's no heart and soul in their music. Like, there is whatsoever. absolutely. There's no reason why. I don't think she believes anything she says for a fucking second. Yeah. But yeah, she she's like, she like touts this intense like feminist uh, like bring down the man. Like she quotes, "We don't put out as in we don't we don't sell out. We don't. Mm-hmm. We're not your little girls, man." Yeah. And this movie does a spectacularly terrible job of explaining why all of a sudden they have a legion of fans. Mm-hmm. That like they're, they're, this movie feels like it's missing many scenes of characters actually having showing growth or reason yeah. or pe- or people following them up. So eventually the stains get popular, and the way this things go is that uh, they sell out, and mm-hmm. then uh, Ray Winstone's band, who feels betrayed, like sells them out, and then they get sold out again on the news, and then it ends with this non-ending where. All of a sudden, they become Pat Benatar pop band stuff. That's ridiculous. It's it's <clears throat> this movie does not work. No, no, on no, no, no. any it's, level, it does not. It, it's not even like it's like a bad student film about yeah. like the rise and fall of a punk band, yeah. like the rise and function. fall of female Ziggy yeah. Stardust. Exactly, yeah, nice. Like it's not even a matter of like this movie's bad and dumb. It just doesn't function. It, if you if someone told me the story, I'd be like, so. Yeah, right. You know, I I have the Dan Harmon wheel tattooed mm -hmm. on my arm, and like again, I hope I never meet him and he has to see this. Like, like, uh, uh, whatever, fuck it. That it's on your. Yeah, it's on my it's on my watch arm. Are you left-handed? No, I'm righty. No, you're supposed to wear on the opposite. I thought your watch goes. Oh, I always wear a regular watch too. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, so I have two watches. Oh, beautiful. So the premise of Dan Harmon's story wheel is that you can break it down to um, someone wants something. Something happens, and they pay a price, and they end up where they were back mm-hmm. at the beginning, having learned a lesson. And Go YouTube movie, it to watch them explain it. It's yeah, fucking glorious. This movie doesn't really do that. Corinne doesn't really want anything. She wants the band to succeed. The band succeeds, and then they get crushed, and then they succeed 
And they, yeah, they're, what, they're, they're rewarded for being shitty. Yeah, the end of it, it doesn't work. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. She, she like, essentially fires the bus driver and then yeah, set, she sells uses, uses a song that he was, they were making. Yeah, they, she uses the, the looters. That's right, Ray Winston's band, the punk yep. band. She steals their song. And then in the climax, in the end of the movie, they're singing the looters' song anyway. Yeah. The open, hey, Lou, there been a great chance for them to, you know how you show the growth by the end of the movie? They have an original song at yeah. the end of the film that actually declares everything they do, unless he's being satirical, in which case you still failed. Yeah, there's like I, this movie is. I have so many complaints with it. Like I'm, <laughs> I agree with everything you say. Like before we went, I was telling you like if you're gonna give a movie about a, a band, have the band play in the first maybe ten minutes, mm-hmm. so I know what's up. It took until like minute 27, 28 until they actually went on stage. And it wasn't really even, it wasn't a song. Nobody knew how to play instruments. And yeah. she was singing off key, almost spoken word. Yeah. And it was just like, I'm not worth anything. Like, it's very depressing. It's like, uh-huh. it's it's not like emo where you're like, oh, okay, I'm sad. I can listen to sad music, Elliot Smith. It was just like, I'm a piece of shit. My mom hates me. My mom's uh-huh. dead. Like, shut the fuck up. Get off the stage. It didn't, it just didn't work. Like, like this movie doesn't function at all. Like, if you're trying to build like a, like a little wagon wheel kind of thing, mm-hmm. it, it's it's missing the wheels on like half the side. Yeah. It's like, you know, you know, you probably could have made this terrible wagon function by having diagonal wheels, but you put two on the front and it just kind of drags its ass and just yeah. doesn't work. And it bums me out. Like I heard about this movie a million years ago when I was working at the Virgin Megastore. Mm-hmm. Some guys like, yeah, I'm trying to buy this movie, ladies and gentlemen, the fabulous Styles, and I'm like. Oh, that sounds cool. That sounds exactly like the type of person who would watch that. Yeah. He's some cool guy in, like, New York City. So yeah. I got him the DVD, and I'm like, oh, this sounds awesome. It's what, like, this young girl punk rock band starring 17-year-old sexy-ass Diane Lane? It's got, like, yeah. everything you would, like, we would probably want it. Like, exactly. I, 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 I like love the trailer. All, I love all female rock bands. Yeah, I've, I've been awesome. I'm on record saying that on this show. Like, yeah. And especially Diane Lane, like I, mm-hmm. like, Diane Lane as a singer, I've already seen that movie before. Yeah. But... It's great. That movie. We should have double featured. Yeah, this would have actually worked really well. We should well. have done a Streets but, of Fire as well. Yeah. Damn it. Damn it, past Gabe and Ryan. Uh, yeah, guys, you didn't have your shit you, together. You fucked up. You, you fucked up. I'm going to put like my four picks for next time uh, for punk rock. Like Streets of Fire. Streets, Streets of Fire. Fire Streets, Streets of Fire. Sid and Nancy. That's perfect. Like, oh. I, I, I walked in wanting to like this movie. Same. And you know, like... I, I wasn't as out of it as quickly as you were. You know, I kind of like the whole documentary style thing they're doing at first. Like, I'm like, oh, this is really interesting. I actually really like that in the beginning, like yeah. the way the the credit scenes went up and like everything like that. Like mm-hmm. everything, the way everything was like placed in scenes, and it was cool for the first ten minutes. Yeah. And then when you saw her just being like a shitty seventeen year old, mm-hmm. it's like, I, how do I have any sympathy for you? Yeah. Like. You're trying to get sympathy by doing the whole dead mother bit, mm-hmm. but then just having her like act like a fucking just spoiled, entitled teenager who has nothing mm-hmm. and no reason to feel entitled and yeah. still is. No, I was out at the first performance of the band, which is a bad sign. That I'm like, oh, that should be the, the time where I'm like, I'm rallied up and I'm like, oh yeah, maybe this band is something. At no point do you feel like the Stains are a good band, they're an interesting band, or that they matter. We're just told they matter, mm-hmm. and like you, you don't feel it, you don't rise it up. It's like, oh, all of a sudden, all the girls are dressed up as her. And you think about it, like, what does she do to like even like anything that's of substance for music to get her band going? She essentially like 
talks her way onto the tour bus. Yeah. And then gets more people to come to her shows because she's interviewed because a member of the band that they're touring with dies. Died, oh, and then steals a song from the other band. Yeah. Like, it's all really shitty behavior. Like, why? And she like, gets rewarded for it. She doesn't yeah. even get a comeuppance. Like, like, if the end of the movie had been, oh, Like a failed. Runaway's end? Exactly. I love The Runaways, by yeah, the way. I thought it was a great movie. Yeah. That's what I think that's what I wanted this movie to be. I was hoping for yeah. a proto-Runaways, which I think is a really cool movie. I, I'm super affected by that scene at the end of The Runaways when Sherry Curie calls in at a radio yeah. station. Like, that scene's amazing. Yeah, it devastates Joni. you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's so great. Yeah. And that's, this, this movie, I, I feel like someone fucked up somewhere. I know the writer of the film, like, took her name mm. off it because they ruined her vision for it. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, Nancy Dow, she wrote Coming Home, this famous film. Okay. But I, I feel like there's this is a butcher cut of a movie that may have been more ungainly or fatter or something. Ugh. I think they, they, I would love to think that there is an additional 30, 40 minutes of this movie that makes it into like a more spanning drama of what happens to a young girl who wants to start a rock and roll band, can't handle it, burns out, and kind of finds a way to continue anyway. I see a skeleton in this of a good movie. But somewhere, like but like someone, someone was like some rich guy, some producer was like, "Have you heard this new thing called MTV? We yeah. should make a movie about the MTV." Yeah. And I'm like, "Ew, mm-hmm. you know what you're talking about." Yeah, it's really uh, <laughs> for segment two. I actually have something that I watched that uh, pulled in an MTV thing and did mm. it in a, a way that was organic to the scene. Oh, okay yeah. for that. That's yeah, interesting. Yeah, it's very, it's very cool. Well, uh, what what worked for you in this thing? Did, did uh, anything? <clears throat> I, I liked Ray Winstone. He's he, he's a magnetic performer. I get... Even him, I couldn't really care about. Like, mm-hmm. it was just like a shitty band. Like, another... Another punk guy yelling and screaming against, like, someone who came before him. Mm-hmm. And that's, it's totally, that's behavior that I see from, like, that was, I guess, ex- I think it was, like, more acceptable, like, for, like, punk bands in, like, 70s and 80s to sure. pull that kind of shit and act like uh-huh. children. Uh, like, it's, it, this movie was full of just children. Like, whiny children who just wanted their thing and they wanted it now. And that, that doesn't have to be a bad thing. They just did it badly. Yeah. And it's, uh, it was such a poor execution of something that looked like it could have been a really cool movie. I, I, I keep on bringing up, like, a, there's just chunks cut up. Made me think of the new Fantastic Four film, mm-hmm. where poor, poor Josh Trank had to just kind of, like, like shove in things he didn't want in there, then he had to leave things out he wanted in there. That, you know, like, like Ray Winstone and Diane Lane form a kind of offbeat romance, and it just awkwardly kind of happens... And then it awkwardly kind of moves forward, and it awkwardly is over. Mm-hmm. That, so they they have this kind of dramatic scene where they kind of end up in a hotel room, and then they talk, and then it's punk philosophy. Yeah. Oh, I, I can't read. Yeah. And then they hook up in the shower, whatever. And the next scene, they're a couple. And then the next scene, they're not. It's you. You parse out these like things. Like I tapped to... out right before that. Yeah. Oh, where did you stop watching? Like right before they hooked up in the shower, I guess. Oh, yeah, dude. There's, there's another. There's not like 20 minutes left in that. Yeah. That's about where I saw. Like I saw, and I was like 59 minutes, and I was like, and there's 20ish left. I was like, eh. Yeah. Click. It's it's. I'm gonna turn on a good movie. Well, um, so yeah, what you missed was that, you know, a a good drama, a good story, that. It builds up to this moment where they hook up finally. 
And then after that, you see the kind of tenuous connection they formed. Mm-hmm. And then after that, you have the argument. And then after that, you have a tenuous discussion and then a blow up and then a blow up. In this movie, it's conflict, conflict, conflict. Oh, we should like talk and then force some drama. Bang. Three, two minutes of them being kind of together. It blows up. Blah, 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 blah. It's, it's, it's all conflict without like satisfying resolution. Yeah, if no character either. Yeah, there wasn't anyone in here who I really gave a shit about as a character. Like, and that's this is another thing where you've turned me into one of these people where I'm like watching a movie and mm-hmm. I can't like it's hard to be present in some things because like I'm waiting if I know like the I know the runtime of a movie ahead of time. So I'm usually waiting for the plot to get kicked into motion. Yes. And the longer I have to wait for that, the more upset I become. Yeah. That's, that's a failure storyteller if you do that. Like, there's like, I mean, you, it's easy to think back. Like, okay, boom, plot was set in motion very quickly. Mm-hmm. And, like, uh, pick something off the fucking wall. Like, uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Sure. The plot is kicked into motion almost immediately. McConaughey. Yeah. You're in. <clears throat> yeah, five minutes in, you know, okay, he wants to be a stockbroker. Mm-hmm. And we're learning about his life and how he goes up. Okay, that's a story. We're going to watch this guy grow yes. and rise through the ranks. Mm-hmm. Here... It's like, okay, so me and my band, as she's putting on makeup, being a dick to the interviewer. Okay, so we know you have a band. Mm-hmm. Okay, she's going to a, she's walking around saying how she's, she wants to put up a radio station. Free music for everybody. No commercials, no news. Okay, so we established she likes music. Again. Yeah. Okay, there's some coal miner's <clears throat> daughter shit where she's walking yeah. around town. <clears throat> okay, she's backstage of the show and this pregnant chick is drinking and doing drugs. And she's not really chastising her. She just says you're going to have like a retarded baby. A freak baby, baby yeah. A freak baby. And then we go and we watch two shitty bands perform, and I'm, uh, what the like? What are we doing? Like, yeah. are we gonna see the Stains perform? Uh, mm-hmm. No. Are we no, gonna know to what kind of it. band they are? Yeah. Listeners, either <laughs> so, filmmaking rules are at least American filmmaking rules. Ten minutes in, something has to happen where our characters are thrown into plot. You have a point of no return at ten minutes in, where every, you suddenly the movie starts for real. Half an hour in, you're in a position where the characters have to move forward or turn back, but they can't do it anymore. An hour into a movie, that's where you have your final, one of your primary climaxes where that's, like, apparently film producers will turn to the 60th page of a script and it better say something like, John grabs Linda, kisses her firmly in the lips, and then jumps out of the plane. These are the rules. This is, this is film structure. And if you're not going to follow that, you better be telling me a interesting, sweeping, smart dramatic character study and this movie is neither of those things it just it it's it wants to be a cool movie about bands mm-hmm. and i think like <clears throat> maybe that's the thing about having the three bands is you know here's what the past was here's what the present is and they're the future maybe that's what they're trying to get at but like even at that, who gives a shit? And like, the, there's no the future is apparently them in adorable makeup outfits and doing a music video for someone else's song where they're wearing army helmets and like dancing MTV style. Yeah. And that's your end credits. What the fuck are you trying to say, Lou? This either way, music you messed has been up. militarized. Maybe no. Either way, you fucked up, Lou. Yeah. R.I.P. Probably. R.I.P. Maybe R.I.P. But you know what? He did not do a good job. Yeah, he didn't do a good job. Like it's. Oh, he's still alive. It's so... I think it's pretty easy to, like, make a movie like this. Like, I can see what you're going for. Like, mm-hmm. but... Uh, Frank it, was much better than this. Yeah. To have it executed so poorly is... It's it's kind of upsetting. Yeah. I wanted to watch Sing Street immediately <clears throat> afterwards. Yeah. 
Same. That was my feeling. Where it's like, you you know, it, it shouldn't be that hard to tell a story about young people who want to do a thing. Do you yeah. know how to you know how to make yourself how to write yourself into a corner? Write a story about someone who doesn't know what they want. You better be fucking one car wide to tell a story, but an aimless person doesn't know what they want. The easiest thing in the world is to tell a story about someone who wants something because they're gonna do something and you just follow them when they do a thing. Mm -hmm. And this movie is just kind of like, I don't really want any of this. I want, like, where are the stains? I want a rock band, but I also wanna be rich, but I also don't wanna be rich. I'm trying to say something, but I don't know. It's like, ugh. You, you gotta work harder than that, man. Yeah. Make, make it the point that they're hypocrites to, to begin with, or they're not. I don't know. This movie doesn't work. No. It's there's, there's it's rather rather upsetting. There's little to how. redeem about it either. It's I don't think it's actively bad. It's not like a shitty movie. Yeah. It's just kind of like there. Yeah, I mean, there's... What are we, like 32? 32? 32-ish, somewhere in there. I think so. I don't, like, there's numerous movies we watched in our time together. 33. 33. That like Jesus you, you won't age. see in rotation on like TV, and I mm -hmm. think that's a good thing. Like, yeah, we try and find the picks of movies that you're not going to see heavy rotation on like a TNT or something mm -hmm. like this. And this is one of those movies you have to kind of dig for and know about the movie. But it's also a rare example of a movie that's a disappointment once you get to it. Yeah, like I've had a few of those that like I had to dig and find and like just to even hear about. Mm -hmm. And they're bad. And yeah. then there's ones that are fucking gold, but like mm -hmm. this is that one that you'd slap in the face of like, fuck, I can't recommend this. And it's yeah. it sucks because it's such a niche kind of like thing. Yeah. I could see someone being really like into this movie, but I, I if they were a grown person, I'd really want to hear their reasoning. And yeah, it better be have... something like, oh, I was like 14 and part of this scene. I was really into it. And it's kind of really cool to see part of it like in a movie. Yeah. Or like, oh, I saw it when I was 10. Yeah, that's, I, that's what all you better have. This is one of those things. I, yeah, you're right. We we do need to find someone who loves the stains and like defend it. Yeah, that'd be very interesting. Listeners, hey, tweet at us at Top Gallon Radio. Um, if you like this movie, fucking explain it to us. Yeah, email us. I'd love to hear it. Yeah, it's. I don't even think it's a matter of like we don't get it. It's just we don't like it. Like it's. No. We I I get it just fine. I just yeah. don't think it's a. I don't think it's a well done movie. Yeah, I think there's. If you were to go back to the drawing board with like, I would love to see what the original story. Let's is remake to be. it. Okay, done. Honestly, that'd be the easiest fucking thing in the world too. Yeah. Just do it guerrilla style. Yeah. You could do it like slightly more mockumentary. Yeah, that'd be really easy. Yeah, you could e you could easily do a, a, like a modern day feminist punk band. Oh yeah, and we have a crush. Yeah. Love that I make. Shouldn't it. we just do a document like a, a a movie about the rise and fall of Pussy Riot? Oh yeah. What it be? I think they already did that. Did on they? HBO. Damn it. Yeah, I know. Oh, Sorry, let's Ryan. watch that instead. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, we don't have to work then. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Nice. Now we can rest. We can relax. No, it would be. A, we could easily do like a, a all female girl band, mm -hmm. like forty five. I love female movie. girl bands. I love Same. that shit. Bikini kills, great. The Donnas, like you mm -hmm. can like anytime you give me like Riot Girl, like a crazy chick, like screaming into a microphone with like yeah. wailing punk guitars in the background. I love you. I'm in. Yeah. Listeners, just watch The Runaways. It's a much better movie than watch this. Watch The Runaways. Like, like, so if you if you can't get access to this, but you have, like, The Runaways, it should be anywhere. Just imagine The Runaways with maybe one-third of its scenes cut out, and anything anything that, re that relates to these characters having moments of growth, cut them out. Mm -hmm. And instead show scenes of, like, like, oh, why is she mad at him now? And make the characters really unidentifiable and two-dimensional. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Um, so that was our talk on, ladies and gentlemen, Fabulous Stains. Any last thoughts on it, Ryan? Um, 
Not really. It's just it, I'm disappointed by it. Me too. That's uh, that's my biggest thing. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a, like disappointed father and his young son yeah. who's committed. We should have been streets of rage, streets of fire. Yeah, we should. Or Sid and Nancy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, this is your fault. This is my fault. I take full responsibility. Yeah. I guess you're just going to have to go on iTunes and review this show and tell me how I messed up. Five stars. Five stars for Ryan, yeah. zero for Gabriel, and that's fine. No, I'm, I'd still have bad picks sometimes, so. That's true. I'm, All right, guys. I'm like actually two, oh and 2 on bad picks. This is like, I think this might be your first like bad pick. In a little while, yeah. Yeah. Let's see, what's the last bad pick I had? Um, Scrolling down. Yeah. Uh, you know, I haven't had a bad pick in a while. Yeah. I don't think, I mean, oh, let's see, the last one that you disliked that I showed was Mirage Man. Yeah, okay, So that yeah. was, uh, that's like 10 that was plus episodes the, ago. Yeah, that was over the summer. All right, yeah, my oh. streak continues for the most part after this. All right, uh, we'll be back with our second segment, talking about shit and doing stuff. Cool. Woo! Hey everybody, my name is Daniel, and I want to tell you about another Top Gallant Radio show. Do you like movies? Good. I like movies too, but the show isn't about movies. Do you like books? Good, because in Slow Readers, we discuss books. Gabe, do you like reading? Hate it. I've always hated it. Every episode covers a different book, such as Animal Farm. Um, I was also making ties with another empire. Uh-oh. Um, the Sith. Because, yep, uh, basically, uh, the Emperor Palpatine was Napoleon <laughs> Blackwater. Oh my god, this this book is so painful. Yeah. I had to put it down repeatedly just to catch my breath. Yeah, yeah, no, I know that's, I know what that's like, and truly... Our... You were in a car that landed in Blackwater? Yeah, I dude, I know, I fucking killed a woman. You like fought? This. Uh... <laughs> you, oh, okay, never mind. Um, Wrong side. Do you not like reading books? Well, that's also okay, because you get to hang out with two pretty cool dudes. Join me, your host, Daniel. She's like a pretty intelligent kid. Cause like her reaction to that is like, you never read the giver, you work in a bookstore. And and I and I was like really close to just snapping. I was going like, listen girl, I read a lot of other books, okay? <laughs> and my co-host, Gabriel Mara, who co-hosts Sex and Violence. You love that guy, right? On air challenge, slow readers exclusive. Slow readers exclusive. Can Gabe fit Gone Girl up his ass? <laughs> then you get hours and hours and hours of access to us rambling about various topics, such as politics. Gabe, what do you think about Donald Trump launching missiles? Let's hear it. No, but our one run in with the police. I took a breath to start. I'm like, no. <laughs> no, no, not going nope. that way. We're not a political podcast. Nope. Uh, we're just we're just milk chugging right wingers though. <laughs> milk chugging. And books. Into the water. Pledged. Feral to arms. The magicians. Wise blood. Ethan from. An object of beauty. So go ahead, continue enjoying sex and violence that hot-ass top gallant radio show about movies and punk rock stuff and then when you're done with that go ahead and button your dress shirt up to the neck to the throat area and then go ahead and give slow readers a spin go search itunes and search up the name slow readers check us out slow readers comes out every monday you can also check us out on twitter at top gallant radio Hello and welcome back to Sex and Violence. Hey, hey! Hey! We had a good break and, uh, yeah, looks like all that ambient shit is gone for... All my penis worrying. Oh, yeah. Thank I don't you. know, Thank right? It has a mind of its own. It might yeah. just start Dead in, batteries. in a second. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I don't know. It's kind of like uh, the shake batteries that the more you move it, the more the, the friction mm. gets more power. Yeah. Mm. So, thanks for bearing with us for the yeah. first half. Yeah, it's fine. It's, it's fine. You guys have heard worse. Yeah, it's 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 been worse here in mm-hmm. Sex and Violence. Or Top Gallon East. Yes, Top Gallon East. Sex and Violence Studios. Sex and Violence Studios. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have a name for over there? Or are you just West? Just Top Gallon West. Just Top Gallon West? Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Yo, um, Daniel has a new space, so it's a whole new Top Gallant West. Oh, really? Um, I think I heard him mention that, that it's new. Yeah. I think uh, we, we hope to do... Uh, we'll finally have you in for Blade Runner talk, if you want to join us for our last episode of All of Us Together in Physical Space, to do um, do Android Stream of Electric Street. Yeah, 100%. Let's do it. And we could do... You want to do Blade Runner over here? Just do an entire Blade Runner talk? Yeah, have a Blade Runner episode. Yeah, just one and two. We'll yeah. talk about Tin them Tinfoil unicorns. Yeah, that'll be fun. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, I'm. To- I'm. I'm down to talk about Blade Runner anytime. God, I love Blade Maybe Runner. Maybe we can match that up when, uh, with uh, Boston uh, Hill because they. Oh, uh, it'd be great. They, they yeah. They want to watch it in the theater in like two weeks. That'd be awesome. I think it's gonna be the same day I'm recording with, our. Uh, our friends at the whip around. Our, our, our friends at the whip around. Wonderful. Yes. Oh, I just. I'm listeners. I just guessed it on the whip around talking about terrorism and cinema. Um, I call Patrick Swayze a terrorist, <laughs> but in a good way. Okay. If that's possible. Okay. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, speaking ill of the dead. Very, yeah. very nice. Hey, reverentially ill. Reverentially? You know, whatever. Yeah. So, Ryan, what did you see this week? Mm. What did you sex and violence this week? Uh, I hung out um, with our, our good friends over at ArtsQuest, uh, Mr. Hill, Mr. Bost, mm-hmm. and Mr. Anthony. And we watched Jackie Brown. Jackie Brown. And it's the, uh, for some reason, it's the the one Tarantino movie I never watched. Like, I have it here, and I've tried to get my wife to be like, hey, I've never seen this. Do you want to watch it with me? No, I don't know what it is. It's pro- it was made, you know, before fucking 2000, so I don't want to watch it. Oh, dear. Oh, Michelle yeah. Monaghan. Uh, Michelle Monaghan. I have a funny thing about, you know, next week's thing. Then, so Excellent. We'll talk about that. Um, Wait, so, why did you never watch it? For me, I started watching it on VHS, and I think I got bored because I was like 13 and yeah. I didn't really get into new ones. And then I never came back to it. Uh, it just another thing where it was like never in rotation anywhere. Mm-hmm. And like I got into Tarantino, I guess not late at the time you should, like 14. Hmm. My first Tarantino was Kill Bill. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. Kill Bill 1 and 2 were my first I, ones. I like and I watched order. them with my grandmother. Aww. Yeah. Did she love it? I don't know. She Did she, was, like, high-five you? No, she was pretty stone silent, and the first one ended, and then she went upstairs to start making dinner, and I watched the second one. Uh, I thought so she, was, she was pretty stoned. I'm like, oh. Yeah, she was, she was, <laughs> she was fucking ripped, dude. She we high the fucking kite. We, yeah, we were fucking passing the bong around. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't, I, that's the, the weirdest way to go into Tarantino, is like, watch Kill Bill 1 with your grandmother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was a bootleg copy. Awesome. <clears throat> My grandfather used to get bootleg copies of movies in the city. You just go down and like buy them. Like here, watch this shit. Mm-hmm. So I blame good my grandpa. Dad. Yeah, good dude. Good dude. Um, so yeah, Jackie Brown just never got around to it for some reason. I bought a copy, have it here, and I just never watched it. And um, I now know what my least favorite Tarantino movie is. What was it prior? Uh, what am I at? Hateful Eight. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. And I watched that last night for some reason. I was like, I'm gonna put this on because it's like. Three hours long. I can have it on the background. Look up for the scenes I do like. But yeah, yeah. Hateful Eight I, is my least favorite. I saw the road show and I, I I loved Hateful Eight. Okay. It's not, you know. I've warmed up to it a little bit more, yeah. but it's still, it's still like bottom tier. Hmm. So I thought like it could have been a stage play. It would have been great. Yeah, that's how I feel. I was like, it's all a play. Like I don't like the whole like. Yeah, for him to go location. seventy yeah. for like a single location kind of thing it was kind of silly. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Uh, maybe that was one of his lesser efforts. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Jackie Brown, like, I think the reason I didn't like it was it's the only movie that he 
worked from a script that wasn't written by him. Mm-hmm. So I think that might be part of it. Like, I like Tarantino working from his own twisted, demented mind. Yeah. Everyone in it has really strong performances. It's really cool. Like, De Niro gives this really silent, nuanced performance that I find interesting. Okay. Because he doesn't, he has like probably the same amount of lines the Goss has in Only God Forgives. Like, he doesn't really talk much. Mm -hmm. And it's all like, it's mostly like a facial performance that he gives. Okay. Uh, Very like physical, but like, Pulled back. It's weird, but it's it's great. Um, Sam Jackson, great as always. Yeah, over the well, top. He's never not been. Even yeah. in a bad movie, he's great. Yeah, even in a bad movie, he's always fucking good. Um, but yeah, everyone's pretty good in it. Just the plot, I just don't. I don't care. Like, do you like Elmore Leonard? I mean, I I not. I, I don't think I've really read him. Like, I watched a little bit of Justified. Yeah. And I like first season of Justified. There's some really terrifying characters. Not I forget the name of the actor, but he gave like one of the most chilling performances I've seen on TV. Which one? Um, he was like the, he breaks into the house of... Well, I haven't his, seen it. Oh. But what else you know him from? Uh, I don't know what I else. I like Walton Goggins is a big deal in that. Uh, uh, I'll have to get back to you. All right. He's, it's, it's fucking terrifying. He breaks into this dude's house and he's just like, just really creepy and scary. And I remember okay. watching it on TV and be like, wow, that's fucking, like, I was, I got mm-hmm. chills watching it because it was ugh, creepy. So yeah, it, it, I don't yeah. know. Jackie Brown, like, if you like it, like, I that's another one I'd love to hear, like, why you love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, I don't understand how that could be anyone's favorite Jack uh, Tarantino movie. I think you'd have to be one of those contrarian types who always wants to like, yeah. just argue against the grain and be like, yeah. well, you don't understand Jackie Brown in that case. Like, yeah, it's... Like, dude, do it's, you really are just trying to be, like, that guy who likes the thing that everyone else doesn't like? Yeah, I'd rather have a Tarantino heist movie than Tarantino direct a heist movie written by somebody mm. else. I I've, could see that. Yeah. I've never been a Leonard fan, but what I, a little I've read of him. It's just not my speed. I don't really like the way these characters function. I don't really get to know them. I don't know. Really, it's not... It's never been my thing. Yeah. It's... Like, I, I know plenty of other crime writers whose work I absolutely <clears throat> love. And Leonard just never... I don't know. He's never... He's like, he's like my brother's thing. My brother loves Leonard. Really? Yeah. Okay, so it's probably a little bit more bro-y? Maybe. I, bro-y's the wrong term, but maybe a little bit more... Uh, like intentionally two-dimensional masculine. Okay. Yeah, but you know, I think bad writing is one-dimensional as you're intentionally one-dimensional. Two-dimensional is kind of half and half. You're not going all the way, making a character fully formed. Mm-hmm. But you know, you ha- you have one thing of nuance, and for some people, like my brother, that's perfect. Um, maybe I'll see a Jackie Brown tonight. Hopefully, I'll yeah. drag Daniel over to see it. Yeah, I would love to hear your thoughts on it, like watching it. How how far did you get in that? Oh, dude, I I was a child and yeah. I. I think I got to the first Bridget Fonda scene, so it had to have been like 15 minutes. Yeah, that's really not much at all. Yeah, there was next to nothing. Yeah. I got distracted, I think. It was a quick, quick, little, quick little butt shot of her. Yeah. Look, where's Look. she been? <sighs> Internet! Yeah, pretty much doing the same thing she was doing in the movie, sitting by the beach. Lying smoking, around. Smoking weed. Doing watching nothing. TV. Yeah. God damn it, Daniel. Oh, what is she doing? What's she doing these days? Oh, let's find out. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> no, sorry, no, I, I just received a text message from Daniel. Bridget Fonda. She was great in, what's it called? In Kiss of the Dragon, where she did nothing. Mm-hmm. Oh, she looks great still. Yeah. Dang, dude. Oh, that's such really old pictures of her. I don't know, but she looks great. Yeah, she looks great. She looks kind of like Lisa Kudrow now. Okay. I'll take it. I like Lisa Kudrow. Yeah. Let's I, don't, see. I don't mind her. Mm-hmm. Don't I'm mind guessing her. she's kind of retired from acting. Yeah, 2002. She kind of stopped <laughs> acting there. Let's see. Career. This is the Bridget Fonda podcast. 
It's you know she yeah she she hasn't been in a movie since two thousand two. That's kind of interesting. Wonder why she did that. Eh, maybe she just stopped to be like a mom and shit. Yeah. Do the oh Rick Moranis thing. In February two thousand twenty seven two thousand three, she suffered a serious car crash in Los Angeles that caused a fracture in her vertebra. And she's married to Danny Elfman. Really. And they have a son named Oliver. Really. <clears throat> uh that's interesting. Yeah, they. She's married to Danny Elfman. Yeah, so you she's can, rich. You can she's back. fine. Yeah, you can kick back. She can do nothing forever. Yeah. All right, Bridget. I miss you. Uh, <clears throat> come back soon. I mean, you and Army of Darkness. That's great. For two minutes. Yeah. Wow. She's. She has not been anywhere. Strange. Oh well. Oh well. So yeah, that's uh, my Jackie Brown. Don't like it. <laughs> really that much it's it's fine it's fine it's still a Tarantino movie so it's still like is it like Baby Driver? <clears throat> uh no I, I I actively dislike Baby Driver you actively dislike it? yes well if we, if we wanted a solid transition into Spacey Talk which I'd rather not do <laughs> nope we don't need to nope, do that nope no need nope, for nope, that nope. nope bad things he was bad. in love once <clears throat> yep my only, my only, touching boys. My only thoughts were you can still enjoy the art of people who are shitbags. Yes, exactly. Just divorce them from it. If you like, if you like any art from before, like fucking nineteen fifty, you can almost guarantee that that it was a white man of complicated, probably terrible views. Yep. Yep. Almost certainly. All right, that's the spacey talk. Yep, that's all we need to say. I'm gonna keep on enjoying his work and Roman Polanski's. So yeah, fun. yeah. So speaking of Roman Polanski, are you are you gonna be excited for when Helter Skelter comes out? Oh. Wait, is that what he's doing? Yeah. Oh, Tarantino's boy. actually going to... He's calling oh, it Oh, Tarantino is. Yeah. Oh, I forgot that's his next project. I went to yeah. ask you, what's he up to now? Yeah. He's still doing the Helter Skelter thing? Yeah. I'll, find, dude, I'll, I'll, I'll get my dick hard for think, anything like, Tarantino's up to. I think he wants, like, from what I read, Brad Pitt to play, like, a detective, and then somewhere in there, I think Squeaky From... Oh, there goes my penis oh, again. Oh, shit, there it is. Squeaky From, played by um, Jennifer Lawrence. I think was sure. what I'd heard. Um, and there's I'm one other sh- name being bandied around. I'm sure Sam Jackson will be in there somewhere being crazy. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm, I'm, that should be very, very exciting. Him doing something like that, that should be cool. Yeah, him, doing, uh, him doing Fincher. My, yeah, exactly. That's, dude, that's my fucking favorite uh-huh. thing. 1970s detective murder mm-hmm. mystery. Like, I fucking love it. He's going to do, he's gonna do a excited. detective noir. Let's see it. Like, I, I'm, I'm pumped. Yes. He's making it happen for you, Ryan. I know. You heard your prayers. If this turns into a baby driver situation, I'm going to be... Violently upset yeah. with hey, myself. At least we, we had we had we had twenty forty nine. Yeah. 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 I liked I liked that. Yeah. I still like the original better. But I think I loved it. I still like the original better. I didn't love. It. I liked it. I love Blade Runner, but I like Blade Runner twenty forty nine. I think you made a bit more time. Yeah. It'll it'll grow on you more and more. The more I think about that movie, the more I was like, "Fuck, I loved that." Yeah. Mm hmm. That we like my my, my pace problems were intent. It was his intent, so I can't be that mad. Mm-hmm. I feel like the fabulous stains. Those pace problems are a fuck up, yeah. which makes it un unbearable to watch. In this movie, I think I I, I joked about it in uh before he had seen twenty forty nine, where I was like, yeah, I know he's walking towards a furnace. Mm-hmm. I know what's in it. Why yeah. is this five minutes long? But on a rewatch. It's it just breezes right by for some reason because you're looking at the screen, you're looking at details, mm-hmm. you're fixating less on the poor propulsion of the scene and while you're enjoying what's on the screen. Okay, I felt like I was 
Maybe it was uh, the fact that I saw it with Michelle Monaghan and I knew, like, I'm like, I'm not to explain, like, half this fucking yeah. movie to her. Cause, what was this about? Who's that? Mm-hmm. Like, well, maybe if you would have just actually watched the first one with me instead of pulling the goddamn phone, Michelle. Yeah, it's totally. She fucked up? Yeah, she did. She loved her rival, though. Well, I mean, I think you'd be crazy to hate a rival. A rival's beautiful. Yeah, it's a very pretty movie. I, I very weep emotional. like a child. Yeah, I openly wept in that oh God, theater. The movie's so beautiful. I love that thing. I was openly weeping last night, too. I watched... Uh, I finished Stranger Things Season 2. Ah! How'd that go? Fucking amazing. Because there's one thing you want to happen mm-hmm. all of Season 2. Uh, Does Barb come back? Do you want me to spoil that? No! <laughs> okay, Lord, no. no, I won't. Okay. But, um, the Season 1 ends with someone not getting something. And then all of season two, you, you want thing, no, okay, <laughs> no, close, close. Uh-huh. Uh, you want that thing to happen, and in the final like closing like three minutes of season two, it happens, and it's so fucking beautiful. And like I was like weeping like a child through like most of the last two episodes. That's great storytelling. Yeah, it's like oh god damn it, like. Mm-hmm. I'm, can I write down my Netflix information for you? I'm going to break confidentiality and get my fucking account suspended mm-hmm. immediately for telling this on air. But, like, I'm gonna, I just want to give you my account. Please just watch it. I, fine. I'll watch it. Like, I'm begging you. I Okay, I'll watch it. Like, I, you will cry. And I, I know I'm going to love it. You cry at the same shit I do in fucking yep. movies, and I know you're just going to be like, <laughs> Daddy. Um, yeah, I will watch it. We watched, Listeners, like, literally we sat here and watched five hours of it last I night. have no excuse. I have none. I'm aware of this. I just have not watched Stranger Things, and I'll get to it. I, I know, know I'm going to love it. I know. I hate pushing it, because I feel like every time I bring it up, I'm just pushing you off in another Yeah, month. a little bit. Yeah. yeah. A dear friend of the show and previous um, guest on uh, Slow Readers, like, he did me so much harm on Stranger Things by not letting it go. Like he he like he was just like come on man just do it just do it do it for me just do it and I'm like buddy I love you but you the more you're saying it the more I'm not gonna do it mm. so I like to bring it up every now and again yeah. like dude why don't you watch it yet it's like reverse peer pressure yeah yes but no uh, I will I will get to it. I know you will I know you will and when you there do there are things you... I want to watch that I haven't watched and I feel like I'll, I'll get to it all right all right so would you watch. What else did you watch this week? I saw Thor Ragnarok. Oh wait, time out. That was my MTV thing. Oh yes, please do. Yeah, there's a there's a point in uh, I'm not spoiling anything, but like this character um, Eleven, mm. she, I'm sure you know the character name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she goes somewhere and then her appearance is physically changed. Another character says to her like, so "What's with the new look? He likes one of those like punk rockers on MTV, mm-hmm. and it works perfectly because it's set in 1984, and it's like there's like." She watches a lot of TV. The character okay. watches a lot of TV. And it felt like really organic and not pandering. All right. So that was what I want to get to. Continue, All right, cool. Continue with the Thor. I saw Thor Ragnarok. And? I really, really, really liked it. I have not seen all of Thor 1 with any amount of attention. I had it on the background while I played video games. Mm-hmm. And I have not seen Lost Dark World. Yes. I haven't seen Lost Thor Lost World is Jurassic Park. Yes. I have not even seen Thor 2. So basically I don't give a fuck about Thor. I like Chris Hemsworth, and I like mm-hmm. all stuff, but I started getting really excited for this when I saw the uh, the little shorts that Take Watiti made of Thor and his roommate. Yeah. Yeah, those are... They're those pretty are, funny. They're amazing. And Thor Ragnarok is really, really great. It's very funny. It's easily the funniest Marvel, Marvel Universe film. 
Laugh out loud funny? Uh, yeah. Like, no, I was... I, I was uncontrollably laughing at a, at a couple jokes. Like, some of them are just so... Goldblum's amazing. Well, I laugh. Yeah. Okay. It's weird, and it's funny. It's not so obvious funny. There is a lot... There's a couple, like, like, ah, okay, funny jokes. But there's a couple scenes where it's just... Like, you don't expect it to be as funny as it is. Goldblum's in it. Mm-hmm. And Goldblum's great in it. Are you a Goldblum guy? Yeah. Yeah. Did you see What We Do in the Shadows? I did not. I think you'd even like that one. I've heard from a number of people yeah. that I would like that. Yeah, I, I think you don't like unnecessarily obvious kind of like dumb dumb comedy jokes. And slapstick. Like, yeah. This is not slapstick. This is funny behavioral comedy. Mm-hmm. And like there's a couple of great moments where clearly they're improvising a little bit. And apparently Chris Hemsworth is a very good improviser. So cool. it's very, very funny. Does comedy have a place in Marvel cinematic universe absolutely it does i think that does spider-man it, homecoming is very funny too even with it being um I, I'm, from what i've read it's supposed to be more of the connective tissue going to infinity war yes as a comedy is it is it does it still work as a as a movie with it being funny and propelling the narrative forward that's <clears throat> a trickier question i you could make a strong argument that the entire second act of the movie is virtually unnecessary that okay. The entire it, it's an excuse for him to do the Planet Hulk stuff. Okay. That it could have been an entirely different movie. So the basic setup, Act One, um, Hella returns. That's I'm Kate Blanchett, and she sends Thor away again. Act Two could have been virtually anything because yeah. they set up the MacGuffin for the resolution in Act Three in Act One. So nearly anything could have been a thing. It's just fortunate that as a comedy director, the like everything that happens. The Kate Blanchett stuff's kind of boring, but that's just that's just Marvel stuff. That, yeah, and she's a great actress. So at least we have that. But you know, it's just a bunch of like you'll be enjoying all the Thor stuff on Sakaar and like all the Hulk shit, and then it'll cut back to Kate Blanchett, and then everyone just kind of goes like, "Yeah, okay, I'm waiting for the Thor stuff to happen." Again. Yeah, and then Thor comes back in, and it's very funny and very enjoyable. Uh, you could make a strong argument that it's unnecessary, mm-hmm. but it's just so much joy. Taika Waititi's not a great action director. His action scenes are perfectly fine. They're serviceable. Now and again, he whips out a really amazing, full-on, like, Frank Frazetta, slow-motion, like, like image that's beautiful. You mm-hmm. see him in the trailers, basically. But the fight scenes are just fine. But I've, I've, I've commented on this before. A lot of great directors don't know how to shoot dialogue. Like, mm-hmm. you watch something like, like Ridley Scott, I think he's pretty bad at directing dialogue. He doesn't know how to do it. It just cuts back and forth. Yeah, Taika Waititi knows how to direct people talking and make it fun and a little bit off balance, and he makes it really enjoyable. My one of my favorite my favorite punchline in the whole movie is the first time you meet Goldblum, and uh, he like he says a awful joke, and you know the punchline coming in, but the way he delivers it and the way it's shot had me like in fucking hysterics. I was laughing two minutes later. Okay. It, it, it's great. It's, it's, it's clearly Taika Waititi understands what makes something funny and how you can make an uncomfortable moment long to make it even funnier. Okay. So I think you'll enjoy the crap out of it. I almost saw it last night and then people I wanted to go see it with weren't going to be available. So. Like, no. Well, that and it was like, 
Michelle and Monaghan got home, mm-hmm. and it was dark and rainy and cold. Yeah. And it was it like, was really do you want to go out, or do you just want to, like, make pasta and, like, watch Stranger Things and sit on the couch? And I was like, you know what? That sounds great. The benefits of marrying I'm going to go get my sweatpants. <laughs> oh, even if I, if, I, if I was single, I wouldn't have gone out. I, like, she came home, and I had all the lights off, mm-hmm. and I was, like, watching TV with a blanket. She's like, what the fuck are you doing? I was like... What the fuck you, am I supposed to be doing? It's November and it's cold and rainy. I'm turning the lights out, turning the heat up. Should I be and, running? And turning the TV on and doing nothing. It's my day off, bitch. Solid plan. Yeah. So, yeah. Good movie, huh? Yeah. Go see, everyone go see Thor Ragnarok. It's probably in my top five Marvel films. Really? Yeah. That's a strong statement. Yeah. You know, like everything I feel, I, I want more comedy or I want more drama. My number one in the Marvel Universe is Civil War. Two might be like Homecoming, just because like Spider Man so much. Yeah. Three Guardians, one Guardians and Spider Man could inter- interchange, and then maybe this Thor. Okay. Could, like this is one I can just put out over and over again and just enjoy like the comedy. It's funny as hell. Okay, that's good. Uh, a comedy with a joke. Great it's pace. You can rewatch it. Yeah. Rewatchability is always a great thing for comedies. I think that's why people like it. So that's what we watched this week. Anything else, Ryan? Anything newsworthy for you? Uh, newsworthy. Uh, let's see. Anything sexy and violent? Well, there's plenty of violent, but let's not talk about any of that yeah, in the no, show. I don't want to talk about violence. Can y'all stop that? Um, Being violent? See. Yeah, violence in real life. It's it's not. It's just not cool. It's just not great. Yeah. Guys, what yeah. happened? I thought you were cool. Yeah, just sit around and watch Tarantino flicks and watch yeah. people do it. Don't don't do it. Just fucking lie down, dude. Yeah, lay down, take a nap. If you have a big gun and you want to hurt someone, just point it right at that old noggin of yours. Yeah. Just do that. Or smoke a little weed. Just Guarantee chill out. You won't want to have go out. a drink. Yeah. Just, just relax, buddy. Yeah, just relax. Or seek mental health. That's yeah, also that's, yeah, yeah. That's that's, that's, that's probably really the best solution. One hundred percent. I mean, uh, uh, you shouldn't have the stigma. There's anything wrong with you. Yeah. You're just. A sick person getting better. Hospitals will work with you on a payment plan to make sure you can afford the help you need to get. Even half the time, if you go out of the hospital and you call me like you can't afford the bill, it'd be like, all right, it was 20000 it's now 2000 Yeah. I've heard stories from friends of mine who actually had that happen. So. <coughs> that yeah. works for me. Yeah. So, yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. This is the segment of the show where yeah, I we said, don't do that. Hey, don't do that. Don't point a gun at someone. Yeah. I don't think I watched anything else this week that was really noteworthy. You said... Like, put Hateful Eight on last night, just as kind of background noise. Mm. Um, what else? Jaws, because, as I said when we were on break, like, it's my friend's movie that, mm-hmm. like, all of us at, that were at this wedding, like, we all love fucking Jaws. So, like, when I came home from the wedding, like, I think it was Sunday night, and I got home from my parents' house having dinner, and I was just like, you know what? I'm going to put on Jaws. It's a happy movie. It's a happy place movie. I think it causes me too much anxiety to really? enjoy it. Yeah, because yeah, you swimming thing. I, I don't like the ocean. I'm a I'm a bad swimmer. The idea of a monster in the deep brings me endless anxiety. So that might be why I just don't enjoy it. The mm. idea of being in a boat at all fills me with anxiety. Really? Yeah. Like I can go on a nice little day boat trip. That's not a big deal. But if you're on a cruise ship, you would lose your mind. <sighs> Probably. I don't like I don't like water. I think that. I don't know. I've read too much Lovecraft. We don't know what's down there. There's giant squid in there. Yeah, but like the boats have casinos and bars on them to make you like not. Uh, I'd probably get and movie theaters. theaters. Okay, never mind. I'm in. <clears throat> yeah. I, I just got a movie theater on land. Because you're on a boat for like two days, till you get to your destination. So while you're on the water, like it's kind of cool to go out and like look out and see nothing but water. 
and like chill out by the bar with a drink in your hand. Like, you know what? Fuck it. I got nothing else to do. I'm going to go see this. I'm going to go see The Lion King because they're showing it at 3 o'clock. That's nice, actually. Like, I don't know. I like the beach. But if someone was like, hey, do you want to go out in the open sea for a week? Or do you want to drive to a middle, small, like, little small town somewhere and, like, know no one and just eat in cafes and go to bookstores and just, like, go to the movies? Oh, those are, that's such a tough decision for me. I'd, I'd, I'd rather be landlocked where I can go home. I'd rather just, like, for me, that'd be being trapped. If I'm trapped on a boat, even if I'm a luxury thing, I'm still trapped. I can't just leave. Mm. Well, you could take one of those lifeboats out and just... But then that's exactly how I die. Yeah, it is. I'm, I'm nervous. Yeah, I'm I'd be... taking one of these. Yeah, and I just, I just, I'd die, like, and it turned into a skeleton on a boat. Like, no, no, you'd shipwreck on some yeah. random undiscovered island. Yeah. No, I'm driving to some fucking little town in Ohio where I'm not going to get shot by anyone, and I'm just going to find, like, one that has a high population of independent bookstores and nice little restaurants, and, and I'm just going to... coffee shops. Exactly. I'm, I'm just going to find old books, yes. eat scones, and drink black coffee. Apparently, Doylestown is a solid place for that. The really? professor wants to take me there because oh. apparently there's a beautiful old movie theater there that has like 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 all the original like cornices and shit. Mm-hmm. So you'd probably like New Hope too. Oh, I love New Hope. New Hope's beautiful. You've been to New Hope? Okay. Yeah. Is apparently, there an old movie theater though? Old Playhouse. It's the. Oh yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, they have the Berks County Playhouse. I think it is. Yeah, I was there. I was gonna buy some <laughs> some Ween pants and do it. Mm. I got one of my best from there for work. Nice. Hope, yeah. Yeah. Overcharging. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Drive an hour, pay $20 for a vest that I could have got at the thrift store for four. Yep. These things anyway. happen. Yeah, anyway. Oh, should we talk about next week? Yeah. Uh, we're, we're just watching fucking Big Trouble Little China. Yeah. 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 That's all I, there is I, I asked Michelle Monahan, I was like, so, doing a palate cleanser. It's, uh-huh. it's not one of those you know, crazy ones. It's just yeah. kind of something we want to watch. And, like, it's also, different. Do you want to watch? It, 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 it could like, be my birthday oh, pick. No. My birthday's coming up. Ooh. So, I'm, I, I just want to watch that. Okay. Um, do we want to invite anyone? Is it Michelle Monaghan that she want to join us? When I told her about it, uh, she was like, fuck no. Oh. <laughs> what I, if we tell her it's like, her I, I tried to, to explain me. it, and I, I, like, very delicately, like, cinematic masterpiece. It's from the 80s. Like, bear with me. Like, it's it's one of the best it's movies ever created. and silly and weird. And then just, like, as she's, like, you know, putting her face on in the mirror, and she's like, what is it? Like, <laughs> uh, it's Big Trouble Little China. No. <laughs> but like, it's, it's on you. It's so important to That's you. That's what I said. I tried to explain. Like, I have a, te- like, Jack Burton's shirt tattooed mm-hmm. on my arm. Yeah. Like, <sighs> No, I was thinking of getting, like, the old boy slashes on his fingers thing, like, on his arms thing, like, the number of years. Oh, that'd be cool shit. But then I felt like that might be a, like, that might look like a prison kind of thing. So or it maybe might look like, one. you know, how many chicks have I fucked? Yeah. Or I think it's on his right hand. Is it? Or his left hand where he has, like, like, like the number of years to 14. Yeah. So that might still be cool. I think with all your other tattoos, it would probably blend in pretty well. Like, yeah, people probably. wouldn't really question it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we're just gonna we're just gonna watch Big Trouble Little China and yeah. uh, talk about it for. Do you know anyone who might want to be a guest on that episode? Uh, off the top of my head, uh, everyone. Everyone, let's bring in everyone. Everyone, we'll have a big party here. Everyone. Hell yeah. That might be one. Oh, I'm definitely gonna play that at my birthday party. I'm gonna make a phone call for that. Oh, cool. Is that yeah. gonna be an all day affair? I think so. I think, or at least an all-night kind of thing. So it'll be like from 7 p.m. to like 2 a.m. Oh, that's awesome. Where I'm just going to curate a small little playlist of movies. It's definitely going to be Aladdin, Big Trouble Little China, maybe Mulan, <laughs> a random Edgar Wright, and probably some something, maybe Ricky O. So five movies is what you're going to go with? That sounds about right. I mean, yeah. one's going to get cut off, but... Seven to, uh, I guess that's, you know, five. Seven yeah. hours? Yeah. 
Yeah. Honestly, I'm pretty sure I was going to spend that whole time at that party just sitting on like a chair watching the movies. So. Yeah. It'd be fun. Yeah, it'd be a good time. And what you're going to bartend it to? I don't think I'm allowed to. I'm not an officially employee at that place. Okay, but low, but like they serve alcohol there. So they you... do, but they're very, very cheap drinks. Okay. So, oh. so I anticipate people getting shit housed, and I'm just gonna sit there and enjoy Big Trouble Little China. That's pretty sweet, and it's our own private theater. Um, it's a large like banquet hall, but they have a projector and a screen. But like, do you have to let like randos in there, or it's just like your? No, friends? I think we'll just be invited people. That's cool. But I plan on inviting most of the town of Bethlehem. So. That's pretty sweet. That'll be fun. Yeah, I gotta make a phone call today about that. A movie mixer, if you will. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to enforce a dress code, but people never do that. No. no that would like, be a costume party. Yeah, that's exactly. I don't want to do that. I'm not, I'm, I'm not lame like that. That's yeah, cool. I just got be Nirvana. Yes. Same as you are. Everyone wear, oh, that's nice. Everyone wear a band shirt? No. No. Okay. I don't think anyone's. So, anytime yeah. you let down parameters, they'll let you down. Let's find find a fun guest for the thing, and if not, this will be you and me chilling out watching Big Trouble in China. Yeah, first time in like a month we'll actually watch a movie here. Yeah, it'll be great. Yeah, it'll be okay. a lot of fun. Um, Ryan, plug. Uh, you can find me on the Instagrams at uh, Tango Light Cash. Uh, pictures of cocktails, my cat, maybe some movie stuff, and uh, yeah, other random goofabouts. Goof about. Yeah, that's. Uh, you can also find me and Gabriel at the bookstore speakeasies in South Bethlehem, three three six Adams Street, Bethlehem, PA one eight zero one eight. Gabriel and I both work Friday and Saturday nights. That's when you got us both together. Yeah. Uh, you're on Thursdays. I'm on today, which is Wednesday. Maybe not solo for long shift. Thursdays. Oh yeah, really? Yeah. You're leaving Thursdays. Um, I requested uh, to leave off Thursdays so that way um, my replacement, dear Dale Close. He can get more training in, and I can get more work for my radio stuff done. Oh, uh, okay. Because, like, the radio job is bleeding. I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> really? <laughs> no, like, it's, I've, I, I, I've hit that wall where, like, I'm like, oh, I don't, I want to, this was a part-time gig for me where I was just doing a little bit of editing and doing a little bit of interviewing, and now it's become this entire full-time job that I have to do in addition to my other full-time job, in addition to all my podcasting duties, in addition to going to school. And the only reason why I need to hammer it out is because I don't want to dick over Daniel. Because mm. if I bailed, I'd fuck him over. So now I'm mm. stuck doing this thing where I have to like, I have to do so much editing and I have to interview people who don't want to talk to me. It's a fucking drag. Shit, I feel bad bitching about how tired I am. All yeah. I do is like work on a truck and bartend. Yeah, I technically have three jobs and I go to school. And I'm trying to maintain having a lady friend. It's just this is not mm. working out great. And now you're gonna work, work in cocktail classes. And also that. <laughs> and I I don't have to, I don't have a fucking minute for myself. It's a bummer. Nah, but you have a lot of money. Let's hope so. Yeah, double down. We'll see. Double down. Double down. Uh, yeah. KFC. Double down. Double down. All right. Plugs. Listeners, you. you can find me all over the internet at gmara number four serious at Tumblr and Twitter. You can follow me on Instagram at babymara five a's at the end of it. Uh, please listen to the other Top Gallant radio shows. Slow Reader is a fast-paced literature podcast where Daniel Reichel and I discuss books and mostly nonsense, as well as the Only Lovers Left in a Library podcast, which comes out the second and fourth to, um, Wednesday every month. November is tricky because there's five Wednesdays, and I'm having some trouble with Puerto Rico connections, mm. so it's coming on the third and fifth of this month. But then again, I think that's okay. If I miss two Wednesdays in a month, that would be bad. But we're doing a third and fifth this month. Um, it's a show where sexy Latinas discuss terrible erotica. So please listen to that. It's a lot of fun. Review any and all of our shows on iTunes and Stitcher. We need your reviews more than anything else. 
I will make you a cocktail. The books are speakeasy. If you can prove you wrote a review for me. Yeah, he's pretty damn good at it. I'll do the same. We do things. Yeah, we make drinks. We make good drinks. We make really good drinks. Yeah, really, really good drinks. Your aloe drink. Making the aloe drink. Yeah, oh, I gotta make. I gotta make more. I got more honeydews. Ah, oh, shit! I forgot that goes. Yeah, you gotta help me think about something. What also be a good flavor to go well with aloe? Like, cause I, I none of our other fruit flavors work. Mm. The melon was the right balance. It has yeah. to be a soft fruit, like not not literally like a smooshy fruit, but it has to be a soft, light fruit flavor that's sweet. Kiwi. It's not in season either, though. But there's, yeah. there's, it's not the season for soft, light fruit. Yeah, you might need to put that on the back burner. Then. Yeah, I mean, I could buy a honeydew. It just won't be perfect. Yeah. Listeners, have any ideas for a drink that works well with aloe vera, pomegranate? No, pomegranate. I'm finding a softened pomegranate. Always working. Cherry. No. Cherry never works well in drinks. It's always like medicine. Yeah, it's always too thick. Yeah. Uh, maybe the maraschino cherry look like drink, like the juice out of it. Because hmm. there's cognac. That's so, true. So maybe just tilt it out and check it out. Would that go well with gin, though? Maybe. Maybe. It's worth a shot. Yeah. I'll try that. Yeah. Anyway, listeners, <clears throat> thank you for listening to our show, as always. Uh, fucking see ya. Yeah. yeah go watch it. Big Trouble Little China again. Yeah. No, wait, wait. Okay, yeah, do that, because next week. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, do it, do it right now. Don't watch the stains. Go watch yeah, The Runaways yeah. and then watch Big yeah. Trouble Little China. It's great time. Alright, This has been a Top Count Radio production, executive produced by Daniel Reichel and Gabriel Mara. For more podcasting content, go to topcountradio.com 